Hey, I'm Daniel Jose Older, one of the lead story architects of Star Wars, The High Republic, and you are listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. Episode 222, The Star Wars Creature Draft. Party? No, it's draft day. On this episode, you may now call him Grillmaster Dr. Charles Hankel. Remember this rap and you'll be hot. Give the grill your very best shot. And soon you develop some real, real skill. You'll be tough on the grill. Yes, you will. Mr. Bill. The cover for the High Republic, The Eye of Darkness, is revealed. And the Utini crew drafts creatures from the Star Wars universe. Be another draft day first. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Grillmaster Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Hello everyone and welcome to the Living Force Utini Network podcast. Tonight, all about the most fearsome and cuddly and awesome creatures in all of Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight for another draft is the full crew. That's right, we got everybody here starting off with the exhausted yet zany Dr. Corey Helton. What's up, man? Zany, I like that. Zany. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to request that you refer to me as that more often. Zany. You got it. I like that. What's up, nerds? Hope everybody's having a good time tonight. We're already unhinged. It's been a wild few minutes in the, the pre-show chat. <laughs> yes. Amongst the four hosts. You know, one time, a long time ago, we had this bright idea to let patrons in behind the scenes into the, into the pre-show and... That, that that can't happen. <laughs> that just can't happen. Unfortunately, it's too unhinged. But hope everybody's reasons. doing well. Glad to be here tonight. It's been a hellacious late week, so I'm going to drink a bunch of beer and talk about Star Wars. It's going to be great. Sounds delightful. Yeah, we're not saying that we lied to y'all about who we are. We just um, omit certain things that you can probably oh, find someday listen, on Patreon. We're professionals. That's what <laughs> it is. Professionals. That's what it is. Professionals. But but that's... drunk Corey reading I Jedi is still in there somewhere. All right. He's, He's in there. He's in begging there. to be released. Uh, right. But the only other person begging to be released. But begging to be released from the dour boredom of the NBA offseason. It's Dr. Charles Hankel. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, I would like to point out that uh, only only one of us was unhinged. I'm going to let you all guess who that was uh, in the pre-show. Only it one. was Charles. Um, it was me. Um, no, hey, speaking of uh, NBA offseason, it's actually been quite eventful. I don't know if you guys are actually watching any of the uh, any of the summer league, but it's actually been pretty fun seeing Wemby play for the first time. Corey, did you know there's a new French 7-foot, 5-inch player in the NBA? Have you heard of this guy? You know, there's actually, only one way he would know. Actually, I have heard about this. I've heard <laughs> yeah. a lot about this, actually. Yes, because I saw a big debate about Formula One drivers recently that was talking about getting an American into Formula One. And it was like, no, no, you can never make Americans get into Formula One because it's a very European thing. And someone was like, what about this giant French guy that's the best best <laughs> NBA player now? He's in the NBA. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I looked him up and read about him. That's true. That actually happened. Yeah. He looks like the kind of guy I would always make in like NBA Live as a kid. Where I was like, tall, 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 skinny, 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 <laughs> shoot three, shoot three, shoot three. And you're like, this is a ridiculous monster that I made in this video game. And then the French made him as a person. Um, right. <laughs> so excited to see what Wemby does this season. Uh, all I know is that Charlotte held him to like seven points and he sucked. And that's all I'm going to say about Wemby and the Hornets uh, forever because it's probably not going to go well in the real season. 
But the last person, our Victor Wembanyama, if you will, our number one prospect and, uh, I don't know, the man who's just hotter than anyone I've ever met in my life. It's Wes Jenkins. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Thank you for that introduction, Eric. What's You're up, welcome. everyone? Corey, I was going to say, I was going to think that you heard about that guy from Brittany backhanding yourself in the face, and that was the only reason. Wow. You, this guy, you may not have wow. known that. Wow. Are you Team uh. Wemby's security guy in, in the versus Britney Spears debate? Because you will not find an ally in me, sir. I don't care about that whole situation because it's so damn hot in Texas. It is literally it's this it's show, so hot. Who wouldn't just slap justice. someone in the face? It's fifteen thousand degrees in Alderaan as it is in Houston. It's, it's it's unbearable. And I just got done working out in the garage, so it's probably like one hundred and four. But uh, Charles, you should definitely get yourself a barrel fan. So it moves no. around all that hot yes, air. That's what I'm saying. Cool I, 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 <laughs> I messaged the guys the other day. I'm sure everyone knows there's a heat wave. Like we we just had like five consecutive days in a row that were the hottest in recorded history on average like on across the, the entire earth. Yeah. And um, oops. And yeah, I texted the guys. I was like, garage gyms are not fun during heat waves, guys. But then I decided, you know what? I have a, a garage gym and sauna, so it's a two for one. So it's fine. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you guys need to know that the dynamics of our group chat goes, Charles posts this thing, and I say, oh, bet that sucks. And Wes is like, huh, heat. And Corey posts three links to fans you can buy <laughs> immediately <laughs> to rectify oh, the problem. That's exactly what happens. Exactly what happens. <laughs> Listen, the giant fan in the garage gym is part of the experience. Like, if you can't hear your music you're doing it right that's how loud the fan needs to be all right it's so loud it is so, so loud, loud in the garage but it makes it it's a different experience i'm telling you you just gotta you gotta do it you gotta do it charles and your neighbors your neighbors will know when you're out there like what what is that humming noise like their <laughs> doors are closed and they're a mile like away he's gonna like, come out of that, the garage in a prop plane that one and new guy in the, the house down the street it's the all they can all they games. can hear is <laughs> Followed by doom, 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 doom. That's what it sounds like. I don't know. Like. I think you underestimate how loudly I play Creed while I, when I'm out in the garage. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> solid choice. Um, I will. I will say I, I did not work out in my garage gym this week as I do not have one. That's where the car lives. Um, but I did uh, continue to test out my bamboo bathtub book holder that Charles has got so worried about. And y'all, I finished. The Way of Kings this week, the first Stormlight Archive book, it was a thousand and something pages. Uh, it changed me as a person, as a whole. <laughs> I've never kind of like gotten in on the ground floor of a fantasy epic to this level before. Like I didn't read Lord of the Rings. I like saw the movies. And like I saw Star Wars and got into the books. This is the first time I think I've really like just taken a giant tome and lived in the lore of the world. And I can't go back. So you stayed up really late reading it, it, didn't you? Didn't you stay up like two in the morning or something? Yeah, it? it's always. It was yeah. on July fourth. We were in the bedroom, oh, nice. chilling with the animals because you know fireworks, and we didn't know how it was going to be our first year in this spot. Thankfully, our our neighbors were great. Um, they did the fireworks were done by like ten ten thirty. Very nice. good. But then I just stayed in the room with them reading uh, till two in the morning and finished the entire book. So amazing stuff. I then started The Endless Vessel, which is Charles Soule's latest book. Almost done with that. So, as a reminder to y'all, we've all been doing a little better on, you know, read your non-Star Wars stuff. Expand your horizons. That being said, you might read some stuff that's so good that the not-as-great Star Wars books really don't seem good at all. And that is unfortunate. Um, 
<laughs> that is unfortunate. That, this is this meme <laughs> that Wes just put up on the screen. Everyone is so accurate. Uh, think it of the change, dogs. dog. Think <laughs> the of the dog dogs. Is smoking a cigarette. I just have to point that out. <laughs> it changes a man. It does. He also has a bazooka on his back. But. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's got to hit back. <clears throat> That's you an know? RPG, Charles. They're different. Oh, okay, God. You filthy casual. My dogs are fortunately not afraid of the fireworks. They're just like, what's that weird sound? That's interesting. And then they just move along with their day. It's pretty funny. Oh, man. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't, although it was way worse in Chicago, though, because when we were like in the city in an apartment building with, like, alleyways where, where people would just leave their apartments and pull, like, those, like, handmade launchers into the alley and shoot them straight up. We'd be like, ah! And in Chicago, you get to play the game of, like, is it a firework? Is it not a firework? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. A little different, but, uh, no, very thankful for that. Um, you guys, anyway, you guys do anything fun for the fourth? Corey, we had a meeting, so I know you didn't do anything. We did have a meeting. No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Not a thing. I was working on Fourth of July, so um, no, nothing fun at all. I was very I stood in the backyard and watched the neighbors shoot off like two hundred, three hundred dollars worth of fireworks, while I saved two hundred and three hundred dollars worth of Same fireworks show. and still had you know eighty percent of the fun. So. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Same show. yeah, I bought a grill. I now I'm a grill guy. Wow, oh! that's a, that's a Fourth of July thing, Charles. It is, yeah. So Absolutely. then I uh, I took it for its maiden voyage, and then um, I grilled some more today. So that's fun. That's opened a whole new ball game, and and then I went what, to what a ball game. Actually, I went to the Charlotte Knights game, and uh, it was sweltering, and it was record breaking attendance <clears throat> at the stadium. So it was packed. We were all packed in there like sardines, and uh, the show was worth it. But the four hour baseball game before it was not. Sad to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Knights <laughs> lost so bad, the game got extended because the other team kept scoring runs. It was bad. It was bad. Too. Yeah. It sucked. But that's a, I'm glad that you're at this point, Charles. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Wes knows a guy that you can buy a whole cow. I've uh, heard. You he really <laughs> use that grill. At least half a cow. <laughs> a half a one. Uh, well, we hope uh, any of y'all watching and listening had a great week. What are you spell with fourth or not? Hope you just had a good week. Uh, hope you're grilling. If you're not grilling, get a friend like Charles at grills. That's what I did. I'm not going to buy a grill, but now I have a grill friend. So a grill friend. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. I don't mean to put labels on it. Um, <laughs> 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 Ooh, sometimes they just they just get set up too easily. Uh, this is a great moment to say thank you to our glorious patrons uh, who help us keep doing this uh, to make these stupid jokes. This week, y'all, though, we got a very, very, very big thank you. We have a new annual Jedi High Council member in Raymond Bazensky. Uh, Thank you so much. Joining the entire year at the highest level, uh, making sure that they're supporting everything we do here at UT. They're getting every show. They're getting every perk. They're making sure the website still works uh, because, <laughs> believe it or not, it costs <laughs> a lot of money to keep UTE.com afloat. Um, but yeah, guys, I thought it'd be great if we just take a moment to say thank you to Raymond because that's a lot this of money. Is, this has never happened. <laughs> well, thanks, Raymond. I don't think, I don't think yeah, it's ever happened. You, have we ever gotten a high council annual patron before? I don't think we have. I think I this is know. the first time people that have this stayed for yes, a long time. People that have stayed for a long time, which is, I but think, more money annual over time. New. But yeah, to commit to a full year of high level, I hope you're like, a millionaire or something, man, because, like, that's a lot of money. We don't deserve it, okay? <laughs> Corey doesn't. We do. Thank yeah. you very much for everything y'all do. 
Oh man! Uh, for real though, of, seriously, yeah. thank you for thank you for that. That that means a lot. Yes, the website is very expensive. You know, I keep getting these emails from Webflow saying that, "Hey, you're well above your your monthly bandwidth limit, like by triple the amount. Uh, you should really be on our enterprise plan." I just keep ignoring those emails. So we will see. The internet the uh, the enterprise plan starts at twenty thousand dollars. So. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, website is very expensive. <laughs> yeah. so Patreon.com/slash/utini. Keep it going. Yes. <laughs> Ign- go. You just need to ignore all the other tiers. The only one you need to look at is the high council, specifically the annual button. Click that one. That will make us be able to afford a website. Hey Raymond, you got any friends? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Charles has a grill now. If y'all want to get some food, you can go ahead <laughs> and hang out. So, but thank oh, y'all. And Raymond, I hope you and the rest of our patrons are enjoying uh, Dice Wars, which went up last week, episode right. one. Um, and, of course, the Ghost Crew, which is now back to biannual. And Star Wars Archives, you're getting that earlier than anyone else. And all the other stuff you can get over at patreon.com slash utini. All right. We got a couple announcements this week. Wes, it's kind It's the... No. Oh, my gosh. I, I messed it up. The shit Play the that. thing. It's the Star Wars <laughs> Hot Charlotte, too, everybody. It's Star Wars <laughs> Weekly Roundup time. We have two pieces of news, really, that we, we want to go over this week. Uh, there was a higher public show over on YouTube last week uh, on the 5th of July, and we got two pretty decent bits of news we'd like to go over. The first, though, is a book cover reveal. Some of my favorite things, because frankly, I think the cover art for Star Wars books has just gotten ridiculously awesome in the past few years. This one was one of our most highly anticipated. We got the cover for the first novel of Phase 3, The Eye of mm. Darkness by George Mann with Daddy Marky on row. If <laughs> you guys noticed rocks. that there is a Mandalorian helmet face shield over his crotch, I'm just noticing that. Oh, wow, oh, I cannot see it now. God. The folds do you look see like that? that, don't they? That is yep. absolutely what that looks like. It looks I mean, like that is the way. It looks, like a, it looks like a T-visor, though, and it's like... You know, it's yeah. always a P-visor is what it is. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, that, it's oh, some man. egregious <clears throat> spreading, I'm just going to say. Uh, all in all, uh, this, so this was done by Grant Griffin. Uh, he's done the art for, like, Missing Fables. He did the art for Dark Legends. He and George Mann clearly have a good working relationship together. He's also done a ton of High Republic concept art and stuff. And I think this is great. I mean, this is yeah. the eye. Yes, this is great. <laughs> just it is. waiting for us. <laughs> It's you know, a looking cover. I, I weirdly remember in music class in elementary school, I got in trouble for slouching like this in the front <laughs> row. My wow. teacher was like, you need to sit up straight. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is how I sit. <laughs> and I was like, this, dude. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just trying to, to learn how to sing. And you're berating me about how I should sit. And then I got in trouble and my mom told my dad and then my dad told me wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't look at the audiobook cover on this one Wes when you're listening to it don't want to trigger you back oh, into that man. memory too often. how are you supposed to breathe with your uh, diaphragm sitting like that Wes come on <laughs> I mean you're that right is, Charles that is very James. musical term for sure that's true uh, it's a good yeah, cover I, he's holding a lightsaber I love the blue and the yellow and the contrast there um yeah, yeah. This and the black cool. banner. Hey, why is it not the first hey, time we get not? the black banner? Uh, yeah. It is the first time we get the black banner. I thought it was blue. No, no, that's the current one is That's blue. phase I'm two. Dumb. I'm dumb. Yeah, somewhere blue. I'm dumb. You're right. It's black. 
Whose lightsaber is that? I know he collected some. Loden, Loden. Great Storms. Is... Oh, that's nasty, dude. Yeah. Aren't you so mad, Eric? I, oh. He's just, it's brazen. <laughs> you know what I love about this, too? It's kind of like Markeon knew that we were all kind of in phase two being like, uh, I don't know. I kind of understand it. Now he's like, hey, did you miss me? It's like, yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did, buddy. Um, yeah, love this cover. Very excited to add it to the shelf. The only bad thing about a great cover is that it just becomes a spine <laughs> on, the, on the shelf. That is true, you know? actually. I can't yeah. look at it as much as I want. <clears throat> but, yeah. Huh. Love this. I don't know if there's going to be variants. Do you guys think they're going to bring back any variant covers? I freaking hope not. <laughs> I would, I would anyway. love for them to bring back the out of print <clears throat> stuff, but other than those, yeah. I, think, I don't care. I don't care about like the Target exclusives and all that. Yeah, yeah. The alternative I think they make a pretty good, pretty good dollar for those uh, out of print ones because yeah. those are those are highly uh, regarded as like some of the best, especially since they opens up and it's like one full print. Yeah, back to the front. There is too much of a good thing, in my opinion, and uh, the the outer print covers plus the um, sometimes just kind of slightly different kind of Target edition covers, mm-hmm. which are honestly never knock your socks off good anyway. Yeah, Rising so. Storm, I think, was the only one that I was really like, oh, yeah. yeah I remember that one. That and they always good. put that the better, stickers but... in the worst yes. possible oh, place. Target <laughs> and Barnes & Noble, they both put the stickers in the freaking covers, and they're like, yeah. look, it's an exclusive cover that we've ruined for you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want this? <laughs> <laughs> They're in a partnership with Gugon. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Hear me out. Or hair dryers. <laughs> uh, for real. Yeah, very excited for this. Uh, it's funny, though, because if, if we don't get any out-of-print covers this year, as it looks like we won't, uh, the Utini for best cover is now more up in the air because out-of-print just run away yeah. with it the last couple yeah, of years. So true. that'll Which be fun. I prefer, I prefer it this way, honestly. It's always like a hack, yeah. I feel like, to use an out-of-print cover for the winner. So. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Chance, the community does, but still. Yeah. So that'll be great. Now, the other thing revealed on the show, besides, you know, Comic-Con is coming, and we'll find out more there, is they build this show as, like, find out Buriaga's fate in the Higher Public YouTube show. Whether he's alive or dead, it was this question, kind of, at the end of Phase 1. Um, I think we all kind of agreed on the show that there's literally no way he wasn't alive. <laughs> um, but they confirmed on the Higher Public show... Spoiler warning, Buryaga is alive, and he's, they're going to find him in Phase 3. It's part of the, the story. Now, they did this because of a couple reasons. Number one, this was promotion for the new Tales of Light and Life short story collection, uh, which we've talked about here. I'm very excited for this. It's got all the higher public authors telling a bunch of stories around a bunch of different timelines. Should be cool. I'm not bothered by Buryaga's fate being in this book because I <clears throat> don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it'll be fun. But this is being released early at San Diego Comic-Con, which is like in two weeks. We get it in September. Mm. So essentially, they did this YouTube show so that the people at Comic-Con wouldn't then spoil it for readers. So instead, they spoiled it for everybody early because they wanted to early Mm. release the book at Comic-Con. But now, apparently today, according to Amazon... The Kindle version of the book might be releasing during the Comic-Con window, so physical readers just have to wait till September, and we haven't heard anything about the audiobook yet. All that to say, guys, I don't love this. It's <laughs> like, a, a masterclass on marketing. It's just all over the place. Again, again, we're doing this again, I guess. Yes. I just don't really understand it. I mean, the whole idea of doing it on YouTube in the first place was a little odd because yeah 
I don't know. You guys have all have you seen the video? Have you guys all seen it? No. Yeah, the the, the higher public show in, in full. Yes. Yeah, I watched it. So it happens weirdly. It's really long. <laughs> I yeah, feel like, like it really prep. drags out the prep. But they already did the prep before the YouTube by telling everybody that's where they were going to announce it, and like it took forever them to get to the point in the video. And then the point in the video was he's alive. <laughs> Spoiler, like yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Of course, could you still imagine alive. if they're like find out Burry's fate and then they're just like, "Yep, he's dead. He's he's dead." Yeah. That's it. There's no way he was gonna be Check dead. I know, I know. There's no way, and it was just kind of goofy. It's just it feels like a lot of decisions around the marketing of the High Republic happen way after the fact, and I think I figured it out too, guys. I think I oh figured God, it out. It. I want to know. I think. They are creatives. I think that's the problem. Everybody that's working on the higher public is a bunch of really creative people. They're not business people or marketing people. So, but somebody has had to do that. And I don't know who's making all the business and marketing decisions around the higher public, but like it just fell to pieces for phase two. It was pretty good for phase one. I don't really know how they got it so right. There were a bunch of layoffs and stuff, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. back then. So maybe they just fired all the business people, which ironically is what I want to do in the hospital system in the United States. <laughs> um, but, like, I I think that's the issue. I think they're all just a bunch of creatives, and, and they've had to create a marketing around the creative work after it's already mm-hmm. been finished. So they're having to kind of pigeonhole stuff. Yeah. But I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to hype up selling this type of this book, this light and life book at Comic-Con, but like I don't think they need to do that. I don't think they no, have to hype not up why, a book like by this. telling you what's what happens in it. I'm like right, you read, either you either, you either <laughs> we are so deep into this already though. This is like buying the 19th book in a 19 book series, right? You either care yeah. or you don't at this point, right? Yeah. So like I don't think yeah. this is going to make people jump back on the bandwagon. I mean, this was yeah. expensive. They had to produce this YouTube video, and how many emails back and forth were around this like, yeah. announcement and stuff, and it was a little goofy, in my opinion. Dave yeah. Filoni's reveal of Ahsoka being alive at Celebration by unzipping his hoodie and wearing the shirt that you know Ahsoka lives, that was a good reveal, right? Yes, totally different reveal. thing. Yeah, because people found generally out at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You weren't going to know. Everyone didn't know. He didn't. He didn't tweet out the day before like you better watch what shirt i'm wearing on the celebration state you didn't do that yeah. you know what i mean it was sudden yeah. and it was good it yeah was good so i don't know i mean unprovoked i hate being so That's a good term for so it. bitchy and complaining about star wars in general but like i'm disappointed with the high republic marketing i think it's partially responsible for the sort of fizzle outness we've all felt about phase two from the community in general yeah, and I think that we've we've hit this point too, and it'll be interesting to see how Phase Three handles this. Where the whole tagline is that every book is important, and that's like for marketing for everything, like it's all ties together. That being said, having read all of it, that's objectively not necessarily true, nor should it be. You shouldn't have to read everything yeah. just to get the whole story. But they're trying to play both worlds, and then now with Disney Lucasfilm, especially uh, less so with Penguin Random House Worlds. The the separation of the mediums from the ebook date is different than the print book date, which is different than the audiobook date. You're now diluting the audience to the point where like people aren't getting the togetherness of the show. And I think that's yeah. the thing. The great thing about the High Republic and about a lot of Star Wars books is that part of the cool thing is that it comes out 
and then everyone gets to experience it and talk about it and move on. But if these people at Comic-Con are getting the book two months early and then <clears> the ebook is also dropping that day, but if folks like myself, like I read physically. I, we get these right. review copies and I read digitally if I have to to make sure you all know what we think about a book. But like if we like to read <clears> physically or like audio, like why then do we do you miss the wave? And are you spoiling reveals anyway? It's It's just curious and it's something that I think I hope Phase 3 kind of brings back around, but how they've handled this an anthology, which, again, I am personally legitimately very excited about, is a little disappointing. And I hope that the contents within them are just good stories. It kind yeah. of lets it blow by, and we can go back to the really sexy Mandalorian helmet yeah. junk cover of the eye <laughs> I don't care that they're releasing it at Comic-Con, by the way. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Release books early at comic book conventions. That's fine. Celebration, Comic-Con, whatever. I mean, that's that's a thing. If you go, you get the early edition. It's a special edition sometimes. Like, that's fine. That's, like, been around for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but this whole, like, release the digital early as well is, and then later than the print, it's just weird. And it feels, I don't know, totally just, just disjointed and... I'm also, I don't think I've complained about this yet, but the one last complaint I have is putting <laughs> something as significant as Buriaga's, you know, heroic return in, in the Tales of Light and Life book is not a great decision, in my opinion. I mean, I think they've just spread too thin, unfortunately. Yeah. They should have done adult books and young adult books, and all of those books contain the same stories and the same continuation of the same characters and the same continuation of the same story. And they should have done comics, and comics should have been standalone. And, like, you can watch it. It takes place in the same era. It happens alongside other things. Like, they're still um, mm-hmm. still the same villains, right? Maybe not the main main hero villains like Mark Monroe, right? But, like, you get, like, mm-hmm. the same factions and stuff is the same. The Jedi are the same. But it's different. And all that stuff should have happened alongside each other. But by really spreading it so thin like this, I think it's made it hard for the casual reader to get on board and i think the casual readers vastly exceed in numbers the expert readers i mean i can tell you that like that is absolutely true and we run a star wars website yeah we see what gets, pages get clicked yeah a hundred thousand views a month right i mean we get this i mean we see what the data says and the data says that the introductory content and the simple content is what people want and what casual fans need and i think they made it a little too complicated by spreading it among so many different mediums and this short story book has kind of watered down a little more too, and digital versus print versus Comic Con cover—it's just crazy. It's just gotten so out of hand. A lot. I think. Man, they <laughs> need to just space three. I'm begging you. Yeah. Bring it back in. Simplify <laughs> it. Cleaner marketing. Simple marketing. It releases on this date. Everybody knows that it releases. Like the YouTube show announces release dates and announces covers. It doesn't announce spoiler content. warning. Content plot points yeah. is bad. That's not good. Yeah. So they thought that once this was released at San Diego Comic-Con, it was going to get out either way. So they want to be the ones to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know what? So be it. They, we should learn through the grapevine, through Twitter, Reddit. Somebody it's has to fine. spoil it for us. Yeah. But, you know, let the people who read the book get the reveal mm-hmm. and not just, like, shoved in our face by <clears throat> Star Wars yeah, I mean, guys, these are the same people that put Palpatine's speech in Fortnite. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they are. I don't think they are the same, same people. people. I don't think it's the same brand. Yeah, same brand, but, though. Yeah. <clears throat> but we'll see. Um, you know, I, I'm interested also to see what is actually in the story. 
because we yeah, me get, too. I'm excited for this piece. Yeah, book. and I think the you know Charles Soule had a newsletter out today too that talked about his story. <laughs> it's like Loden and Bell together, and like Bell looking for Burry, but maybe he's flashing back to Loden. So like the content, I'm very stoked about, and it's interesting to see how everything surrounding it will kind of quiet it out. Like maybe if we all just delete all our social media of all time and we'll just read the books, maybe it's better. But that'll never maybe happen. So. Oh, well. <laughs> but. In the meantime, if you want to keep up on all the stories, of course, make sure you head over to utini.com release schedule next week on July 18th. Not Hyperbolic related, but this book right behind me, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, does come out. You'll be getting, of course, our Utini review on the website and on the YouTube channel on that date, so stay tuned. Uh, and then Tales of Light and Life is coming after that. So get all your pre-orders in. Make sure that wherever you're getting them from, uh, they're helping out the site, and you can have a good time. <clears throat> all right. Out of the book drama, into the silliness, because, y'all, it has been a hot minute, and it is truly a hot minute. <clears throat> God, it's hot. Uh, since we've done a draft night, if you are new to Utini Drafts, how this works is that we just pick a topic, and each of us gets to essentially draft our favorite team. In the past, we've done Jedi, we've done Dark Side users, we've done pilots, we've done scoundrels, and tonight... We're getting a little wild. We are going to do our favorite Star Wars creatures. Now, there is no point. We're not making our own zoo exhibit. We're not trying to get them to get along. No. Tonight, it's just about, you know, it's rad Star Wars monsters and creatures. And we're going to argue with each other about why we have the best team. And then at the end, we're going to talk and see who we think did the best one. I like what it. What in the All right, world? Uh, this is what we're going to do. First, I don't know what that is. It's like my, Secondly, my phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> we're going to spin the wheel, and we're going to pick the person who goes first, there we go. second, third, fourth, and so on. But um, I want it to be... Oh, no. I was, I'm was. i trying to think of the different ways you can do a draft. The snake draft. <laughs> snake draft would be the easiest. Where oh, yeah. For the person who picks first... Picks last in the second round, okay. so we'll do it that yeah, way. Yeah, snake draft. Um, but there isn't, but there is not a set uh, creature like list. No, so no. There is everything that you can think of, and you're going to throw it up there. Much, it's it's much like a uh, what's what's the draft? An auction draft where you don't know who's going to be up there, yep. right? Yep. So that's, we'll do it that way. So Just I'm going to pull up the spinny wheel, spinny wheel of death. Going to say of death. Have done five, uh, five creatures each. If you're in the chat and you have some you'd like to see us pick, feel free, maybe. Or maybe the strategy is to not say who you want us to pick. And we want certain people, you know? So is the goal here just to pick, make like a really good team? Are they going to kill each other? Are they going to fight to the death? What did what I they just, just pick cool stuff. Say, it's, just your, it's just the coolest ones. You just okay, want the just best the ones. ones. What's rad? Just the best ones. Okay. But no, also, we're at the lunch table and just says this is. Or cool. he's just like that's a lot subjective. What's cool? I mean, cool is different for everybody. <laughs> Why'd you do a George Lucas voice right there, Wes? What the hell was that? <laughs> that, <you> sound like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like yeah. Eric's George Lucas impression. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like George Lucas. It sounds like Eric's George that's Lucas. Right. Impression. Very specifically. <laughs> Like Eric. <laughs> All uh, right. Can we also tell people about the conversation we had beforehand about like sentient beings oh, yes. that oh, yes. don't yes. count? So like you can't choose a Wookiee. But I feel like we have to kind of draw a line somewhere. Where's the arrow at? Oh, it's Ooh, Charles. Right Look at that. Oh, I just Charles is number one. Charles, number draft. one pick. 
Um, I'll, and I'll be keeping a track of ours in ClickUp, guys, in our docs. Okay. So, I did right. very little prep for this, so it changes nothing. It's still stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No humanoid. They can't like talk. They can't communicate. Yeah. Like they're with a humans. creature, or a, or a monster. Is it they can't Jawa communicate. A <laughs> That's racist. No, I'm for real. I feel like that. That no. They have an economy. They like trade. Yeah, yeah. If they have an economy, or they can operate. <laughs> so the, or the criteria: Can if they, they use money? <laughs> Can they use money? If they carry That's a wallet, Corey. they're out. That's the most right? Corey thing ever. If, if they, they can, if they can pay wallet. me, okay. they're not in the draft. I like that. Communication has to be there. There are so many, like, Anything can I mean, communicate. a Kowalki monkey lizard will yeah. communicate. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can do something. Yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't, I don't, think that counts. Ah, right. Corey, you're last. Suck it, Corey gets the turn. <laughs> Listen, do they carry a wallet? That's the criteria. So they can't carry a wallet. <laughs> Right. They can't carry a wallet. They can't. Um, Does Chewbacca have a wallet somewhere on him? That's right. They can't. They can't speak satchel. basic under any yep. circumstances. Um, okay. They. No problem. They, can, they can't be. In, they me. can't be intelligent. They can't be sentient like yeah. species. Sentience, I think, is really the thing. Right. They can't be intelligent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, not intelligent like in the way that an animal is intelligent. My dog's they can't be pretty like smart, but he's not like. All right, well, he's not gonna like. So we're t- we're gonna take the. Huts. He's not like we're gonna create his own the board. Huts, right? oh, yeah, the huts are definitely not creatures. Yeah. yeah. And also, here's what, here's what, what we'll do. The hut's not a creature. It is it is a it's giant, a, disgusting, ugly slug. It's creature a person, sure. and its name is Java. So here's what we'll do. If we go forward, if anyone brings up a creature and one of us thinks that it's it's actually sentient, all three other people have to have agree, to beer. and right, then you yeah, vote against yeah. it. Right, if like it's that. two like v two, then you get to strike you get it to down. Keep it. All right, sounds good. But all you're right. also allowed two minutes to filibuster and tell us why you're correct. And that number. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he, the timer goes off when we say make a pick. <laughs> yeah. All right, Charlie, start us off, baby. First, okay, uh, like I said, like I said, uh, you might assume that I'm going to go for like one of the one of the big three, four, five biggest creatures that are out there. You know, most popular oh creatures that are out there. See them in the most different TV shows, video games, movies, etc. No, no, I choose with the first pick in tonight's draft the Sando Aqua Monster from the Phantom Menace. Because wow. I've always loved this thing because there's always a bigger fish, except that's not that? true. Which one is that? Which one With is the Sando, that? Oh, yeah. the Sando Aqua Monster is, is the last one that comes in. It's the last one that comes in. So you got the Colo oh, Clawfish. You're going to yeah. fish? Yeah. It's the Colo Clawfish. <laughs> then that gets eaten <laughs> by the OPC monster. That is so strong. Dude, then, look at that dude's triceps, exactly. bro. Holy shit, This man is shreddy Freddy, okay? <laughs> this dude has Saquon Barkley's thighs, quads on his arms. Yes, yes. Oh, my so God. I, I, Googled, I Googled him here. Apparently, they grow up to 200 meters. Okay, in in length or height, because he's kind of standing. It's basically an wow. underground Zillow beast. Um, let's see. Okay, dang. So another thing that's cool about what a these. Choice. Another thing that's cool about these actually. Here's a spoiler for you guys from the comics. Um, so plug your ears or skip forward if you don't want to hear this. But in the Vader <laughs> comic series, the Amidalans, who if you don't know who they are, they're mm-hmm. basically the people that remain loyal to Amidala after she died to Padme. They actually. <clears throat> tried to use one to kill Darth Vader. They they like called oh, the Sando Aqua right. Monster like with a little that. beacon thing to try to kill him. Didn't work out, you know. Didn't work out. But um, <laughs> if anyone had a good chance, it could be probably fun. Did. And in that same comic, 
they said, or a droid said, apparently to Darth Vader, I don't remember this, that the one he killed was 932 years old. You know what that means? That means it's a good thing I went first or else Wes was going to choose this creature because we all know <laughs> he likes picking the oldest things possible. That's older wow. than Yoda, guys. Older than Yoda. An Dude. absolute apex predator on Naboo where there is creature galore underwater. Um, Sando Aquamonster. Charles, Number this one is pick. a sensational first pick. This is the Victor <laughs> Wembenyama, okay, of this, this draft. Is- Oh, oh my God! All right, with the, with a little bit of Zion in him based on that look. Wow! 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 Okay, um, amazing pick. I could not be going a more different direction with my first pick, which is why I love this draft. Anyone who who knows me is probably gonna assume this is where I'm going. I'm gonna make it obvious. It's the first round for a reason. I'm going Lothcat. Um, mm. I love Loth the Lothcat. I think that since <clears throat> Rebels came out since, you know, the Disney acquisition. There are few new animals and creatures in Star Wars more kind of popular now than the Lothcat. We've seen it in Rebels. It got its way into live action. There's literally one you can go see at Galaxy's Edge. It's asleep and purring. It's the most adorable thing in the world. I do like a Tuka cat, but Lothcat specifically with, like, the more leopard printing I think is great. I think they are one adorable. Actually, hold on. Hold on. I got one. Do you have a real I literally got one. Okay, yeah, nice. I forgot yeah. about this. So within reach. You have like within five reach. cats. I thought you were going to actually <laughs> yeah. pull back a real so cat. So did I. If only. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love cats. I have many cats of my own. And I think that the Tuca is just all the great parts of a regular house cat with a little bit of the fierceness of the fun cat. They're instantly identifiable. I think it's also just a great design, just like from a pure aesthetic standpoint. Yeah, the Loth Cat. We're going to be guaranteed seeing them very soon. Uh, in the Ahsoka show, yeah. so uh, very happy to start off. Chalky pick, absolutely, but Lothcat it is. I like that you didn't take the tag off of that Lothcat's ear to protect. Nope. To protect <laughs> well, you, you got to tag him, or else how you know? How do you know that it's neutered and spayed? You know, like you got to make sure that you get it. Oh man. Tag your uh, n- hey, spay your spay your Lothcats, everybody. Make sure you spay your Lothcats. Uh, Wes, <laughs> we've gone okay. Sando Aqua Monster. To Lothcat, which I think is the, the size amounts. <laughs> it's, it's, it goes from greatest to smallest. We're going to go back to greatest again. So I'm picking this next creature because I think somebody's going to take it before I wanted to actually reveal my real first pick. But strategy goes. Oh, my God, it's all strategy. I need to grab the one that you know somebody else is going to pick, and I'm going to go with... The Zillow Beast. Oh, okay. I didn't think I had to grab the Zillow Beast. um, Great pick. Originally from Clone Wars. Could have been in the comics first. But they have an armor where the Empire was looking to utilize that armor for their ships. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe so. But um, I remember in the the Clone Wars episode, you didn't know if the Zillow Beast died. Right? Yeah. No, well, they didn't know if he was there. Yeah. He was like, he was like shuttled away, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. showed he was like, captured. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Take the giant Godzilla monster to my room. And I know. <laughs> did they get followed up on in Bad Batch? Didn't yeah. they mention this briefly? It did. In Bad yeah, Batch? No, they it they showed whole, it. They made it. it was a oh, whole yeah, 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 yeah. There was the yeah. episode where they shot it and shit. That was that was really good. Yeah. Cool. That was really That was really a great episode. They brought that back. Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I had to, yeah, I had to pick the Zillow no, Beast just this because... This thing looks like Victor Wembenyama. This is <laughs> literally is what he looks like. That is 
So just sometimes referred to as the beast, which is perfect because that, of course, creature, the beast, I win. Reptilian species endemic to the planet Malastare, if y'all did not know that. I did not know that. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, but, um, yeah, like you said, Chief Palpatine sought to use the Zillow Beast indestructible hide to aid the Grand Army of the Republic. But shortly after the creature was brought to Coruscant for study, it broke free from its restraints and rampaged the capital. Which is something like that's the first thing you need to do, right? You need to make sure you restrain the one, two, three, four, five, six legs on this thing. But um, did you restrain the Zillow Beast? I think so. I think so. (laughs) They gave it to the intern to do. You know, (laughs) let's let's quickly take uh, this to the most populated place in the galaxy. Fine. <laughs> Dude, that's just the entire premise of the second Jurassic Park movie. Like, just straight, straight up. Yes! Yes, yeah. it is. All right, great choices. Uh, Corey, you get two now. Two yes, I have two, and I'm going to go with two, I think, very strong picks okay. I'm very excited about. The first one is an all-time classic that this 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 is a great creature because it's been – it's changed over the decades of Star Wars history. It has changed in what it looks like, what it sounds like. It's the crate mm, Dragon. Yep. Nice! Phenomenal. Oh, Love the idea of the crate dragon because we hear about the crate dragon in the very first Star Wars film. I know, right? Obi Wan does a crate dragon yell, roar, whistle. It's been changed wow. like four times in cinematic yep. history. Uh, and the one that they have now is a is a roaring lion kind of sound. If you've listened mm-hmm. to it recently, the one that's in the original i have the despecialized edition somewhere right yes, in the original despecialized he makes this weird whistle ne- noise right the woo kind of goofy thing it's yeah. so stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, right. it yeah it's really goofy sounding and um yeah and then in in of course we got to see it in live action at least we got to see just the head in live action um, in the in the was this book of Boba Fett or was it uh, Mando, Mando season Mando. two? Yeah. Okay, I guess it was Mando season yeah. two. They all run yep. together at this point. The Marshall. We got to see, we got to see what it looked like in Mando season two, and this is Four very different than how it was first shown in Kotor. Right? You got to you got to yeah. kill one in yep. Kotor. You had to like plant all these grenades yeah. and lure it out, and it was, so it was hard. really hard. Yeah, it was hard to it was hard to figure that out because you're pretty low level when you fight because you can't fight it'll kill you instantly. So. I love the I love the idea of the crate dragon, the sort of mythicness. I looked it up on Wikipedia just now, and it says, "This is how canon is getting away with this." It says, "Biology in appearance, crate dragons was an umbrella term for a number of giant carnivorous reptiles, sure. including the venom-spinning sixteen-limbed race, the smaller and more common canyon crate, which is that one right there from mm-hmm. the Kotor game." Uh, and the larger, greater crate. Tatooine myths also claims that at least one crate dragon, known simply as crate, had large wings. And we we actually had that referenced in uh, Myths and Fables too, right? Yep. So, yep. That's right. That's right. So there's it's, the it's, crate I, dragon, the crater dragon, and the cratest <laughs> dragon of all. That's <laughs> correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think this is one of the only creatures that has really evolved a great deal over the yeah. decades, right? Because they there's never been. They're not. They're not very many examples of this in Star Wars lore, where the the sort of alien biology has. They haven't really agreed on what it means or what it looks mm-hmm. like, and it's changed over mm-hmm. what it sounds like. And I think that's really cool, both 
in the sort of meta universe of Star Wars storytelling and then also just cinematically and, and how it fits into the lore is pretty interesting. So, Crate Dragon. That's yeah, been around since the very yep. beginning. Great That's choice. Right. That's, That's right. All right, another choice mm-hmm. that Second has been around, around <clears throat> since the very beginning for similar reasons is the Sarlacc. That's my next mm. choice. Ooh, the Sarlacc yes. is a great choice. I was always very interested in the Sarlacc because yet this is yet another creature which has changed over the decades. The original one looked like this in yeah. uh, this is beak? artistic rendering. You should see if you can find mm-hmm. it. Hold on a second. The Sarlacc doesn't speak basic. I don't I'm know if sure you can pick this one. I'm pretty sure it's got a wallet down there I'm somewhere. I'm pretty sure. It, no, <laughs> yeah. a few of them. You're not getting my vote on this one. <laughs> it, it does. It does burp it's after, it, after it after it eats <laughs> a. <laughs> Atreides and Mandalorian, <laughs> so I guess that's it. Yeah, Wikipedia is non-sentient. There's a yeah, classification absolutely not. on Wikipedia. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. But this is, another, this is another one that has changed over the years uh, because the original one in the original Despecialize, you know, Return of the Jedi, it didn't have that 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 worm thing in the middle, right? It didn't. It was just a spiky pit, um, and yeah. uh, they added that later. So, uh, like, this is also changed over the years. Canon has gotten around. I was, I was reading about this a minute ago because I was like, how the hell does – how do they how do they use canon explaining to explain why yeah. they added the thing? That is not a worm. That is its tongue, and it has a beaked tongue, which is Ew. weird. And Ugh. it can swallow through the tongue. That's, I, that <laughs> is so, That's yeah, why, so much worse than I wanted I know. It it's so much worse. I love it. It's it got this spiky thing on it. Tongue? I know. It's horrible. I love the... Uh, I love the I love the scene with uh, with Lando where it grabs yes. him by the leg and he's like he makes that goofy scream he's like you know, he makes that hilarious yeah. scream higher. that he makes a little higher just a little higher <laughs> I thought you were blind I thought you were blind it's just great it's just a great scene great scene he's like no I can see a lot better now <laughs> so funny I love God, that I whole Jedi. scene I love that they explain the Sarlacc really well in the book of Boba Fett and we got to mm-hmm. like see him being digested by the acid that was cool. Uh. So, this is a this is a great creature that's had a lot of uh, a lot of significance over the years. They're all over the they're in lots of different planets too, actually, and uh, they mention them in different places. But of mm-hmm. course, they're known for tattooing. But yeah, yep. Kray Dragon and Sarlacc, both desert creatures. I'm realizing. I was gonna actually. say, yeah, you're you're very tattooiny right now. I know, I am. Yes, yeah. I like it. You have one. You have one that is pretty much uh, non mobile. Yeah. You have one that is super mobile. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they balance right. nicely. <laughs> All right, Wes, you're okay. going for Zillow Beast. Yes, I'm up. Um, so my next pick of the 2023 <laughs> Utini Creature Draft <laughs> is... It is a Marin, otherwise known as a Boars, or what most of you know as Boar Gullet. Boar Gullet! Oh. Oh. Semi-sentient species. He will know the truth, <laughs> What is it called? A Marin? Like the... M-A-M-A-I-R-A-N. Myron? Myron? Is that... So wet. I don't wet. know if it's Myron. Marin, Dude, Myron? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, Marin is definitely <laughs> the night sister from... It's a juicy... Multi... It's a really juicy Multi-tentacled... He says multi-tentacled multipod species, which is kind of redundant. But, um, native to Mares? M-A-I-R-E-S? Mares. Mars. That sounds like Texans is, is getting it, ready to go to Mars. Mars. We're going to Mares! <laughs> Mares! We're going to Mares! <laughs> We're going to Mares! <laughs> but uh, like Elon Musk will take us to Mares! <laughs> 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 Ori- 
originally shown in um, in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So, but definition is they have the unique ability to read minds. And as a result, they were often used as a form of torture by the Galactic Empire and the Partisans. Mm. So, the Galactic Empire also used them for torture, yeah. not just the Rebels. Yeah. So, where did Saw Gerrera get the idea? Maybe he figured it yeah. out from the Empire doing it to the Rebels. Yeah. Or to maybe one of his, maybe his henchmen got, he's like, dude, I had this giant octopus wet thing <laughs> that put his tentacles on my brain. And now I'm psychotic. Yeah, just for a but, little bit. But also, right also, now. But also it definitely like, wears off. That's right. It definitely wears off. And also, I'm kind of into it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday night. Time to get poor Gullet. Hey, you know what I mean. There's, there's weird tentacle stuff on the internet. Don't go look it up. Poor <laughs> Gullet is. Uh, we know the truth. <laughs> yes, that's wow. number two. Solid. So I had to, I had to get this guy for these the uh, psychological factor and the pilot, and then the Zillow beast for. You know, pure, pure power and pain. This picture is disgusting. This looks like a really wet octopus driving a <laughs> yeah. wheelchair. That's I had to find like. the gross one. All the other ones were too dark, so it's <laughs> rightly so. That's real rough. All right. Um. So I feel like based on on the vibe of the draft, I should go brutal again. But brutal. I have what has been historically my favorite creature still on the board, mm. and I feel like if I don't get it now. There's a chance Charles might take it. I don't know. Strategy. Maybe not, but I feel like I'd, I'd be so bummed if I didn't. This has been my favorite creature since the olden days when I first saw Star Wars. Um, Empire Strikes Back, one of the first things that we see. <clears throat> I'm going to the Tauntaun. I'm going Tauntaun. to the Tauntaun. Nice. Um, the reptiles. Okay. Um, they're the rep- furry <laughs> reptiles. They smell bad on the outside and inside, famously. The only Star Wars creature to be made into a famously. sleeping bag. That's disgusting. Yeah, I've, I've just always loved these guys. I thought they were awesome looking. The design is so fun. I love the mouth. <laughs> and it's in their battlefront also. I didn't care how stupid they were because they never worked well. It was never a good thing to yeah. ride a Tonta, but I had to do it every single time. True. It's almost like they highlighted you to get shot. It oh, was like the yeah. easiest point to shoot somebody was somebody riding a Tauntaun. No question. <laughs> and they're always fun to say. I love that there's, like, and, and from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, we get like the Tauntaun <laughs> handler stories. And yeah, just they've been very simply. I've wanted one since I was a kid. They seem super fun and cuddly and great. And they're an all-timer. So a loath cat and a Tauntaun against a crate Dragon and a Sarlacc, a Zilla Beast and Burgullet. <laughs> And then whatever uh, yoked Draymond Green fish is going to be teared up with Charles. But this is the Star Wars llama. Yeah, Tauntaun very Star, Star Wars, Wars llama. llama. Very happy to add a Tauntaun <laughs> with my second pick. This is a little bit of an unnerving photo, though, that you're showing, Wes. Like, oh yeah, I know, <laughs> dead I know eyes. I know that's straight totally from dead eyes for Empire, sure. But uh, I don't know his face. He's a, he has more of a human face there that I'm comfortable with. Like I've never hey, noticed hey. that. I don't think before. I think it the, does look a, a little human. I don't love movement that. in well, this scene. Yeah, I don't like that at all. And it can't be good to have that bit in your mouth and just Luke is <laughs> yanking back on it. It's like, I need you to turn right. <laughs> turn right. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Big fan of the Tauntaun and the Lothcat. Like uh, next it's round, though, we'll see what I can do to, to, watch to get some, some, some muscle. To put that on tonight. Yeah, you used to watch Empire like every night to go to bed. Yeah, and no, then no, it's just too bring it back. I need to watch some Empire. I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> there we go. It's All good. All right, Charles, what do you got? 
Two All picks right. for Charles. <laughs> so Sando Aqua Monster was the first one I had to make sure I got. And I think in terms of like how powerful is the squad, we're doing pretty well right now. But Q factor is lacking right now. <laughs> okay. You know, I okay. think that I think I that uh, Eric was leading the charge there with the loath cat. So I am going to choose porks. I'm gonna choose porks. Okay. Solid. Okay. Okay. Um, very cute. I mean, kind of took over Whee! the latter half of the entire sequel trilogy, right? Um, yep. I think they're cool for a couple reasons. One, they're hilarious, right? The one that just, yeah, screams, like, leading the charge into some of the final <laughs> battles. Wonderful. <laughs> the fact that they, like, just make their way into the Falcon and just make it theirs is hilarious. Yeah. The eyes... Their their eyes are permanently oh. like the puss in boots from Shrek when he's doing yeah, the like true. sad eyes. Yeah. And the little frown is just cute. It's also <clears throat> weird that they don't have beaks. Like they have mouths, but they're birds. Yeah. You like, know? They have lips. It's kinda weird. Um <laughs> they have lips. Oh, I man, cool. I don't I don't like that at all. <laughs> I think it's kinda cool how uh like they could whistle. Think about that. They could whistle. Um <laughs> I don't want them, and now I have to. <laughs> what the I mean, hell? Whistle. I got porks because they can whistle. Sorry, one of my one of those weird. All right, we're about to go on a tangent. Um, one of those weird like things that is always stuck in my head from something totally irrelevant was an episode of Even Stevens uh, back on the Disney Channel where uh, one of Lewis's teachers said there are no stupid questions, and he asked if a chicken had lips, could it whistle? So. <laughs> I don't know. That's that just took every me time back. I think I got Charles figured out. Um, back to square one. No, but I like these things too because they're based in reality, right? Because they're actually puffins all over uh, Skellig Mike. What is it, Skellig Michael? Skellig Michael, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is kind of part of where these creatures came from. There's also a, a horrifying picture. If you didn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't like this, go on Wikipedia right now, Les, and pull up the picture of the porglets, the baby porglets. Oh, that are, God. Like, right I... at the top. Mm-mm. I'm sorry to everyone who watches this oh, live. No. If, you, if you didn't like the adult Why porg, is this a thing? Then I am sorry about this. Oh, my God. Oh, no. What is this? What the hell? <laughs> Point being, they need the eyes. They really need the eyes. That when is shut, awful. Is, is oh, my God. It looked like eggs oh. with human mouths and faces on them. <laughs> Someone That's was awful. like, guys, the movie's due next week. Screw it. Put the face on it. We got to move on. That is <laughs> awful. Dude. That's, that's horrifying. That was in the movie? I don't oh, remember no. this at all. I, I, don't I don't think, think it so. was. I legit, I legit don't think it was. This must have been behind the scenes. Oh, we cannot do this to oh. the world. <laughs> but here we are. It's like... So to be, <laughs> so to be clear, oh. adult porgs, full-grown porgs is my full choice for porgs. my team. <laughs> Mature porgs. Nah, you get right. porglets. That's awful. <laughs> All right. I, I hate so that Charles, you get two, Charles. Yeah, you get another one. Oh, from shoot. I get adult two. porgs. All right. All right. Um, How many do we do? How many rounds is this? Five total. Five, oh, okay. five total. Okay. Yeah. I think All right. I'm I getting need... more beer while I'm Charles is talking. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. That, that, that porglet, I just... I that know. sobered you up real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to throw up. So my next choice then, I feel like I need to... Uh, I feel like I need to get this one before it gets taken by anyone else. And it is another original trilogy creature. And it's one that we actually only see one time. As far as I know, we only see one time. 
It's on the same yes. planet that we see Eric's last choice. I'm oh, choosing the Wampa. The I'm choosing Wampa. the Wampa because okay. I love that Wampa. name. Like, I, it's fun to say Wampa. Um, it's basically like the abominable snowman, right? Like, they, yep. we only ever see really the one. As far as, is there ever another Wampa? No, they're never, right? they're never. There's a there's the short there's the short story in uh, the Empire back Empire Strikes Back certain point of view book. Remember? Yeah. So there's other the wampas one. on the planet. Yeah. Look, that's right. Look at this guy. I mean, he looks he's like he's gory. Yeah, yeah. There's blood and stuff. Yeah. Right? I mean, that was unique yeah. about about the original trilogy. It was a little more graphic. I think it, he was. Yeah, in the sort of eighties scary movies kind of kind of way. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and like a lot of good bits came out of this too because he gets his arm cut off and then. Was it yeah. was it Family Guy or Robot Chicken where you find out like the Wampa's life after he got his arm cut off? I can't remember. I think but... it was. Yeah, yeah, it's like a robot, normal life. Robot Chicken, robot chicken yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like at the gas station. It was it was a mess. Yeah. But... He was like struggling with the disability of yeah. holding one it arm was... now. Yeah, it, was it was terrible. Really, Poor was guy. Really terrible. Poor guy. But the <laughs> but the Wampa itself super cool. Um, I feel yes. like he might have a wallet somewhere, but he's kind of he's kind of like a like. They're not unlike Wookiees, right? He's kind of like a bigger, scarier. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there he is. Oh, his own gas. Let's let's found the Wampas from Robot Terrible. Chicken. Listen, I got my. Uh, <laughs> this this reminded me of um, of of our Asheville trip because I won the I got the I got the question right with C three PO's quote. How typical, you remember? Right, and right. that reminded me of. Uh, Colton Fire actually brought this. Fife actually brought this up in the chat a, bit, a second ago. Have you guys? I guess seen the deleted scenes from Empire Strikes Back. It's yeah, super old. with the like dangerous symbol that three PO tears away. Yes, yes, yes. Wes, have you ever seen this? Yeah. The deleted scene. Yeah, there's, uh-huh. there's a there. There was a whole Wampa thing like on like the, the Wampas were a bigger deal in the original cut of Empire Strikes Back. Yep, and they're like they're like running from the Empire. And, like, there was this whole scene that the rebels come. They're like, listen, we found these crazy creatures in these caves and blah, blah, blah. That was an earlier scene. Yep. So they put this, like, do not enter sign or whatever kind of on the on the door. And they're running from the Empire. And C-3PO stops at the door. And he looks at it for a second. And he tears off the <laughs> do not enter sign. And then it shows the Empire a few seconds later. And they open the door. And a wampa grabs him and pulls him in. Yeah, yeah there it is. The yeah, scene. that's it. It's <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. It's Such hilarious. Gag, I, can't, I, so cannot believe, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. I believe they went through so much effort because there was a lot of buildup for the Wampa stuff, like yeah. in the original cut. It was so funny. Oh, Have man. you guys ever seen what a great the choice. original like Kenner commercial for the Wampa action figure? Have you ever seen? Yeah, that? where yep. they, oh, wow. <clears throat> it's it, it's really it's not like that big of a deal, but this kid just yells Wampa like twice and this really weird <laughs> like as if that's what a Wampa says. Like it just says like Wampa. <laughs> And it is always, it is always. Charles, were you that kid? Wampa, it wasn't, Wampa. it wasn't me. But, um, I had, I had in the old days, I had the Christmas special burned on a DVD, and there were also a bunch of old commercials on the same DVD, and this was one of them on the commercial. I'm sure, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Wampa, <clears throat> that's wow. hilarious. That's hilarious. We should. That would be a fun. Uh, that'd be a fun like watch party sometime if we just like queued up a whole bunch of the old deleted scenes and old commercials and stuff like because the original that trilogy, we're almost yeah. like far enough away from the original trilogy now that like like it's it's gonna feel weird for most viewers and most audiences. Like we're gonna remember some of it because we saw some of it, but like I think it's gonna yeah. be weird for us to see. Oh yeah, it. yeah. easily. <clears throat> 
That's good. All right, Eric, good back choice. to you. Porgs and Wampa. <clears throat> so I have two ways I can go here. I have one that could, I think, is a smart choice, but I have one that's kind of the chaotic choice, and I think I need to throw a little chaos in here. Mm-hmm. So I've seen your Sando Aqua Monster. I've seen your Zillow Beast. I've seen your Crate Dragon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dwarf mm-hmm. them all with the Suma Verminoth, which is, if we all remember, in Solo A Star Wars Story... When they're going on the Kessel Run, uh, they go to this giant yes. thing, and the giant beast that's trying to eat the Falcon before they have to shoot Coaxium to hit to blast away from it, that is called a Suma Verminoth. It's like the size <laughs> of almost yeah. a moon, essentially. Wes, do you have a picture of this one over there? Yes. Yeah. It's the so eyeball. ridiculous. It's got to at least be the eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, it's when they go, whoa, yeah, this thing. <laughs> this guy when he's a, a giant jellyfish with a mouth, so draft. many tentacles. It's an obscene amount of tentacles with a giant, like <laughs> a bunch of teeth. But yeah, the jellyfish brain coming out the back is definitely kind of ridiculous. And again, I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge solo fan in general. Um, and the Kessel Run, I just think, is so much fun. It's such an exciting part of the movie. And to bring in this ridiculous creature right at the end is just freaking awesome. So. Love the Suma Verminoth. I, I, well, actually, I don't know. Based on this picture and this scale, I think it's bigger than the Sando Aqua Monster, but no, I'm actually not positive. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. It's a good. Here, I, I think I had it. I think I had it pulled. <laughs> so there it is. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, pretty okay. close. I think it is. I think it they is. Could, they could fight. Yeah. They can fight. They can they can fight. fight. <laughs> the Suma Verminoth versus the Aqua Monster. Yeah, there you Sando go. Sando Aqua Monster. But yeah, big fan of the Suma Verminoth. And I think he needs more love, and I hope that there's a fleet of them. And the Suma Verminoff. We're like, oh, yeah, of course, the Suma Verminoff. Oh, the Suma Verminoff. <laughs> Have you even seen the movies? You fake fan? Fake fan. <laughs> but, oh, all right, man. I got my Lulth Cat, I got my Tauntaun, I got my Suma Verminoff. Very evenly right. paced team. Um, yeah, very happy with that. Uh, we'll see if I regret that the next round when what I want gets taken. I have literally never, never heard the, this, that that name before. <laughs> yep, I, I saw the party just today though. So yeah. freaking on a Star Wars oh, podcast for like five years or some shit. I've literally never heard nope. that said. <laughs> now <before>. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could hold a gun to okay. my hand. I wouldn't got that correct. Yep. So for my third pick in the 2023 Utini Creature Draft, I choose. The Pergil, oh, a nice. semi-sentient God! species. Yeah. <laughs> Eric has left the chat. You need literally what I was you... trying to decide. Oh, do I go this? I go, oh, I've already done Rebels once. Maybe I'll wait. Dude, that thing is ugly, oh. bro. Yeah. It, it, oh. I tried to find the ugliest one I could find. Oh, the yeah, other you, one know, you nailed it. Those things are... You think oh, those, are like, you think those are like little bristle it. teeth like from Finding Nemo? Like real ones? I don't know. I guess not at all. I got some patients with teeth like oh. that, Charles, in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be nice about it. You gotta understand, man. Those are all molars. That's all, that's all I know. It's all, no it's a, it's a, oh man! Uh, but they're they dope were, as hell. They were considered. I love, them. I love them. They were considered pests due to their habit of approaching and flying into starships near their flight paths, and for ships crashing into their swarms during hyperspace travel. So, they have hyperspace ability where they can, you know. Travel yep. through the hyperspace lanes <laughs> without a ship, without a hyperdrive, any of that. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, that is uh, the last time we saw Ezra and Thrawn mm, true. in Rebels. All right, question. Yeah. So, I have a question. So if uh, you, so, you said that the ships crash into these in hyperspace. So let, let me yeah. ask you this. 
if a big enough ship crashed into a big enough pergill, could the pieces of the pergill cause a great disaster oh similar to that of the hydraulic? <laughs> I will have you ever say seen, that the answer. Listen, all have you ever seen those videos? Up, right? Have you ever seen those videos of the of the whales that like wash up on the beach and they've been there forever and they swell really really high? Oh and God, yeah, everyone's warning you not to, to get close to it. Not to get close to it, then they explode oh and it sends God. big chunks of whale and it like destroys cars <laughs> in the parking lot. You've oh seen that? Oh God, yep. That's that's what would happen to yes. the pergill in yeah. <laughs> oh smashed into it at light speed. Yeah. Nope. Holdo maneuver do. with the pergill. That's going to happen in the uh, in the uh, in the oh, in, yeah. in the in Dave Filoni's movie or whatever. When we finally find oh out what God, happens with, with Ron and everything, <laughs> that's actually what happened. He's gonna he's gonna pull a Holdo with the pergill. I like his, yeah. I like so his the, catfish whiskers. The, oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah. The book pulled up that the sentient species observed their hyperspace ability, and that was what drove yeah. them towards making hyperdrive. That's absolutely true. So. They may have been the first species to use hyperspace. That's right. So it's true. I think, and I need the I need the hive the pergill to have the Zillow beast and the uh, and the boar gullets to ride on their back and then go from you know system to system and demolish your you God. Know, you know what I draft think, Wes, about your pig? Squads. I think yeah. I prefer its silhouette when you're traveling along in a hyperspace land and see it on the outside. That's that's <laughs> yes. how I feel. That was a that's good shot, actually. I remember that. That was good. Yeah, that was a good shot. That was good. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Very I'm solid. I'm up. Two for oh, you. Oh, dear. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to continue my my trend of uh, of original trilogy creatures with Great. yet another favorite Uh-oh. of Jabba the Hutt. The Rancor. Someone had okay. to do it. I am, I am shocked. That the Rancor fell at the end of the third round. It did. Yeah, Too easy. It had Rancor. a knee injury on some of its um, pre-draft <laughs> physicals. <laughs> <That's and so>. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. The Rancor. This is yet another creature yep. who has stood the test of time throughout Ooh. Star Wars cinematic history. Because the original Rancor was really scary. I mean, mm-hmm. that scene. Oh, I was a kid. God, yeah. I remember the Rancor being really scary. Like Luke yeah, being trapped out of the in dark. there. Mm-hmm. And coming out of the dark. Like, it was scary. And uh, um, we got the preview. It was really good storytelling, too. The preview of the Rancor was Jabba's dancer. You remember? Like, yeah, he, yeah. Yes. he dropped her in there. And you don't know what creature is in his basement, but you can hear it. You can hear, the, you can hear her screaming. It's scary, dude. So yeah, the Rancor was really good. Also, another creature that is in the KOTOR games. You have to fight mm-hmm. a Rancor. Um, you have to fight multiple Rancor when you get to that last planet on, on KOTOR as well. Um, I've always loved the Rancor. I thought it was really scary. Some more classic sort of 80s, 70s uh, kind of creature magic, right, with the little small miniatures. And and we finally got to see the Rancor brought back to life, too, in the Book of Boba Fett was really, really great. With jo- Johnny Trejo <laughs> yes. was the Rancor Danny guy. Trejo. Danny, Danny Trejo, Trejo yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yep. Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> being brought back, so and and the baby rancor and bad batch. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh about my the baby god, rancor. I forgot about him. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing that that still maybe hasn't aged 
quite so well is the fact that he picks up Luke with his goofy hands and Luke puts the bone in his mouth and it looks so goofy. If you watched that recently, like, he like, he like shoves it in his mouth or whatever. It's so goofy looking. Oh, like, that, would, that, would never, that would never pass in modern cinematic. Nope. Uh, modern so cinematic, silly. Yeah. yeah, okay. So the Rancor. Oh, Rancor crap. I have to go again? Yep. Oh, man. All right, all right. Your Hold second on. to last pick I here. Gotta, I got to look at a list here. Okay, okay, I got one. Another creature. You know, what? I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue my original trilogy adjacent content. I think. Okay. Desert planet adjacent content. I'm going to go with another one. Uh, this creature another was brought one. to life more recently, but yet again on another desert planet, in a favorite of the Jawas. The Mudhorn from Mandalorian Season 1. Oh, okay. Mudhorn. Great. Yeah, the great. Mudhorn was a great creature. Really, really great creature. What are the, what are the, do you remember what they say? What do the Jawas say when they're like cheering for the egg? What, what do they say? Oh, yeah, the egg, egg, egg. But it's, uh, oh. <clears throat> what is it? God, what do they say? Somebody in the they chat, tell me. Somebody in the chat yeah. needs to tell me. Yeah, Jawa yeah, yeah. Egg. The Mudhorn was great. I love that this became such a big part of uh, of Sukia, Suki. Oh, yeah, Suga, 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 Suga. That was it. Yeah, like yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that they made the Mudhorn such a key part of sort of Mando and mm-hmm. Baby Yoda's uh, Grogu story, right? Like that's uh, the signet yeah. now on, on his uh, on his shoulder pad. Um, yeah, this was cool. We got to see we got to see Grogu use the Force. I think for the first time in this scene as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good creature, good creature. Yeah, <clears throat> this wasn't Tatooine though. I, I mistakenly said that this was. Or was it Tatooine? No, I don't think it was. It was the no, planet with the, with the with the. Where did Mando find Grogu? Where was this? There's Jawa Arvala there. Seven. Oh, duh. Of course. <clears throat> How did it I forget the, Arvala <laughs> Seven? It was the, it was the, it was the blurred planet. I, that's what it was, yeah. right? Wasn't it the Blurred yep. Planet with uh, what's his name? Kuil. Ride Kuil. Yeah, yeah. Kuil. Put some respect on yeah. his name. <laughs> Man, season one of Mando was was fun. I have spoken. Fun. Season one of Mando was I, great. I, I have I have a lot really more great. feelings about that than I thought I had. Yeah. I haven't gone back and watched it in a long yeah. time. But Blurgs would also be a good yeah. choice. Now that you say well, that. Oh yeah. We'll see. You got time. Can't be used. Blurgs are also ugly. Maybe Wes will choose that next since he likes ugly creatures. <laughs> he likes just blobs of flesh with All legs. Right. What are you thinking, <laughs> Wes? Yeah, that's, aren't we all? That's though? my criteria. So ugly, ugly, dude. Come on, it looks like fish. It's so awful. <laughs> all right, so I picked three rather large creatures in my first three picks, um, but I'm going to go smaller in stature, even smaller than the loath cat. Ooh, I'm going to go with the Geonosian brain worm. Oh, oh my God. Holy crap, Wes! Oh my God. <laughs> Is this a hell What's wrong with you? Worms were a species of parasitic worm from the planet Geonosis. Are you just picking things that might be in Texas? No, no. <laughs> well, this is definitely this in Texas. Australia. That's also in parts of New Mexico and a little bit of northern Arizona. Uh, happened to, so, like, is that why Elon Musk destroys Twitter is because he's got a brain worm? Is that why? That's exactly it. We figured it out. Well, the thing is, they had the potential to control entire societies Based on remember you remember this episode oh, of Clone yes, Wars when the yes, worm was up their much, nose yes. and they had to freeze it out, out of awful yeah, out of uh, was it Ahsoka horrifying. who had they had it's a Ahsoka Barris. and or no Ahsoka had it in her and then Barris had to save the day I think before she ruined everything yeah 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 yes <laughs> yeah so but there <laughs> wow. are parasites like this in 
in our society that I think they are in cats um, and rats or something will go and eat the feces and that brain and that what worm is will get into their body and the rat the rat will like basically march himself to his death and like kill himself. Um, Bro, what are you talking about, Wes? Like trap or something. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear, I swear this is a real thing. Like, I are can't you talking find, about toxoplasmosis? If I, if I had the time to bring it up, I would. Yeah, but I think he's talking about toxoplasmosis. I think you know what you're talking about. Yeah, toxoplasmosis. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, tip my tongue, tip my tongue. I meant to say that. But that word definitely rings a bell. But yes, that's what I'm talking about. And you knew what I was talking about, doctors. Kind Anyways, of. so the <laughs> Geonosis... Geonosian brainworm is my fourth pick because uh, it is a creature not sentient. I think all of mine were semi-sentient so far. I wish I have a debate with you guys in my last one, so we'll I, we'll debate that. But um, I think Eric, you're up. All right, let's uh, yeah. let's, let's 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 spin off of uh, let's spin off of the parasitic worm and talk about toxoplasma. <laughs> Toxoplasmosis for a second. <laughs> because we brought it up and we never get to talk about medicine on this show because medicine sucks and we don't want to talk about it. So let's uh, talk do you about remember, it. Do you remember anything about toxoplasmosis from medical school, Charles? I haven't literally thought about this in, uh, in years. I pulled this up on the Some, but w- not Wikipedia. much, no. I remember what I right, remember so, probably from sketchy well, micro it's a test, or whatever. So good luck. I know. Yeah, all right. So it is a, uh, it's a protozoa, so it's much more microscopic than a giant worm that slides up your nose and controls your brain. It's in cat feces. Um, I yep. know that. Yep. It's in, <laughs> yeah. it's in, it's in cat this. poop. Uh, I hate it's, this. Uh, it's one of the reasons that pregnant women have to stay away from litter cats. Boxes, yeah. yeah, litter boxes and cats, right? That's why you hear – you ever heard that? You guys ever heard that before, that when you're pregnant, you have to stay away, stay away from I cats have. and litter boxes? That's one of the things they tell you. They, you know, there's a whole list of things they tell you when you're pregnant. You can't eat uh-huh. – you're not supposed to eat sushi or raw fish. You're not supposed to eat sandwich meats. You're not supposed to eat um, – you're not supposed to be around cats. It's one of the things, right? And this is why wow. is because it causes this crazy brain thing. It's also in – uh, raw meat, if I remember correctly, I think it's in raw meat also. And uh, let's see, what does it do? Let's see. All right, I got one. Here it is. So toxic toxoplasmosa alters rodent behavior such that infected rodents reverse their fear of cat odor and indeed are attracted rather than repelled by feline urine. So they go towards where cats be, where cats are, where they would get killed. It's like. Weird. I, I was right. He was I mean, right. I couldn't really put it into words, but I was <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, you were right. You're right enough. You're right enough. You're right so enough. So you have brainworms. Brain they're real. That's gonna go into something. You got Borgullet That's gonna go mentally into something. You're trying to tell us something here, Wes, about your team here. Uh, you know, obviously oh, I'm God. I'm running team away with the lead. Well, but, if uh, if he, if humans get it, they don't. You know. Yeah, they, just get they don't go near litter boxes. They just get the flu and a bunch of other horrible things. But, you know. God. It's a real thing. Irea. It's a real thing. That's the thing. It was a fun little spinoff about a weird <laughs> a weird kind of cultural thing because that's why pregnant women can't go around litter boxes. The more that's you a, know. That's a, that's a common thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally not thought about this. I forgot that this existed. If I saw this in a patient right now like this, I would never diagnose it. There's no way. I would forget. Well, after existed. today. I know. Watch this. Like next week, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to be like, I'm going to see this presentation. I'm going to be like, you know what? Wes was right. It was those damn rats. <laughs> this could be Lyme disease do. or it could be toxoplasmosis. Who's this? That's right. Who's to say? That's right. Yeah. It's run rampant. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Eric, are you up I, next? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> don't have any brain worms or, or medical devices. 
Um, I didn't trust my gut on the last time, and it and it screwed me by not getting the pergil. So I'm gonna go back to my roots uh, with one of my other favorites. This is a sequel character um, creature, not sentient. No wallet um, to be had. Um, <laughs> Forgot about it. But a that. very uh, cute, also semi-practical creature, at least initially. Um, and this this is the Vulptex, aka mm. the Crystal Foxes. Of crates. This was on my list, um, yeah. Eric. This was on my list. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing your strategy kind of come together, oh, Eric. I'm yeah, I really like it. these guys. Um, going for the appeal to the audience for the he's, cute. Yes, factor, he's appealing to the, the cute, cute ones. Yeah, not, they, they, like they're, a so good. <laughs> yeah. they're so stark. I mean, I, I think crate is easily one of the most <clears> gorgeous uh, planets in all Star Wars with the white salt. Somehow, the Vulptexes, even though they are white and crystalline they don't just blend in like for the viewer like <clears throat> ryan johnson shot it so well that you can see them really stand out yeah they, they jingle they help out at the end they yeah, find I was gonna the, say the they jingle. jingle yeah yeah Yeah, they jingle a little bit you know where the crystal queers go you know they're the whole reason <laughs> that the rebel alliance uh <clears throat> remains and their resistance is, is reborn <clears throat> is because of the crystal critters and and ultimately there's little foxes and they're adorable, great. and they have a great Funko Pop. It was a great planet. Last Jedi is a great movie. Everyone else oh, gets yeah. sucked. Yeah. It really rocks. <laughs> and it's adorable, and it rocks. So, yeah. <clears throat> Going to the Vulptex. I'm so – Charles, thank you for telling me that that was on your list, and I just made it your was. a little I was about It to, does help I me was a little bit. It was going to be my last pick. It was going to be my last pick. but Awesome. Great choice. All right. Well, you got, you got your last two now. So, let's see where you go. I've got my last two. Ooh. Um Let's see here. Well, I've I've been enjoying the original trilogy creatures we've been bringing up, and I do think there are a lot of good ones in the OT. And there's kind of like uh-huh. something special about the OT creatures. I don't I don't really know what it is, but just the way they were done was so wonderful. And I'm gonna choose one that that likes to live in trash compactors. Okay, I'm gonna oh, choose man. the oh, Dino. Earlier yeah, when you yeah. said so when you said when, earlier one. when you said it only shows at one time that's what I thought you were going to choose. Yeah. Gonna choose the well, I think the dino. I think there was one on Braca um, at like in like the shipyards and some a couple other ones. But yeah, for the most part, it has only shown up once. And the yeah. dino is what I choose. And part of that reason is because of the Family Guy um, adaptations <laughs> of of the Star Wars trilogy where it's Meg and oh, it's just man. the single eyed little oh head with the pink <laughs> yeah. beanie on. Um, they yeah. make her just an awful creature in all of in every single one. <laughs> but the Dinoga was so actually funny. pretty terrifying, I think. Like it Yeah, there it is. There's the Meg <laughs> with the single <laughs> eyeglass. Yeah. That's funny, dude. It's so funny um, and stupid. But no, the Dinoga was actually pretty terrifying, I think. Like you can feel something yeah. slithering beneath the water. It's got like that oh, jaws God, yeah. aspect, right? It touched my then, arm. Yeah, yeah, it touched <laughs> him first and then pulls him under. <laughs> pretty good. Let us not forget that that was not just like a pool. Like he was drowning in trash water. Okay, like that. Oh yeah, I know, dude. He had to smell horrifying. so and bad, he, and he comes and out and actually little massive. But he comes out and there's like yeah, little stuff all over him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god! It's, it's, it's not just a, like a little snake. It's no, it's yeah. huge. But I like it. Is it's a mobile sarlacc? It, what it is, is a amazing. mobile upside down sarlacc. That is correct. Yeah, maybe the sarlacc has a little eye on the bottom down in the sand. But that's my favorite part. Is just the little. Well, what the are little, you like, looking at down in the sand? The telescopic <laughs> eye that just like looks around and then dips back into the water. That's yep. my favorite part by far. Great design. So Dino, the <laughs> trash compactor monster. That was really. It's really good. I've always noticed this too about. Um, 
about the original, but the first film, like it's pretty good acting in that scene too. Everyone is very yeah. believable mm-hmm. in their fear and like Luke's like, like uh, it looks like somebody actually held him under the water for too long when he was filming that. Like he comes yeah. out oh, yeah. really gasping for air. Well, and, when he goes under yeah. and it's like the long shot in the water, like the ripples mm-hmm. stop in the water. Yeah. Like that's, uh-huh. oh, I know he's actually, and, under and Han's like moving all the trash around with his hand. Like yeah. it's such an iconic yeah. scene. It really yeah. is. I mean, the trash compactor idea in general has been reused in a lot of pop culture over and over again. Yeah, oh, time. yeah. So, yeah, the Dianoga. Yeah, well, so is the trash compactor actually really deep then? I guess it has to be. It, yeah, I guess it is. Is. No, I mean, yeah, it's, up, it's, up, it's up to the knee. Yeah, but yeah, they're standing so, in there. But where's the Dianoga? Is he, maybe, like, flat? Spread out? flat? Yeah, they got to be spread out. like an octopus yeah. and he can... Maybe yeah. it goes deeper. Maybe maybe they're in like a shallow part and we can't see it. They're in further. the kids' end of the trash. Yeah, they're in the they're in the <laughs> yeah. they're in the kiddie pool end. Yeah, <laughs> the trash comeback. Bigger ones later. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, four two eight right. three four two seven. I don't know what number it is. I just made that up. That's what he yells. It sounded well. Then I, and I also love that this that led to one of my favorite um, stories about filming. Right, is when uh, they were doing a later scene and Mark Hamill's like hair wasn't wet. And he went up and he's like, "Oh, my hair's my hair's dry. They're they're not, they're gonna think that something's wrong." And Harrison Ford went over and said, "Kid, it's not that kind of movie. It's <laughs> 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 gonna be like if they're paying attention to your hair. We're in a lot of trouble." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a good point. That is fair." All right, Charles. Last right, choice. Last pick. Um, I'm shocked actually that that nothing out of this group of creatures has not been picked yet. I'm gonna do it. I'm going to choose the Acklay from the Geonosian Arena. So no one has Solid. chosen. I almost chose that earlier. Yeah. It came really yep. close. No one actually. has chosen any of the like arena mm-hmm. monsters, if you will. I'm Definitely choosing. the most iconic of the arena monsters. I right? agree, yes. right? Like the Nexu is basically like a cat. The other, What's the other one? I can't remember the name of right now. Ronto. Is it a Ronto? It's like oh, Reek. Reek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Reek, it's basically yeah. a rhino. Like the Acklay. I mean, all things considered, it is a praying mantis. <laughs> but... It it, yes, <laughs> but like horrifying. It's like a horrifying pregnancy. All of its legs are like the little pincers, and uh, look at those teeth. I mean, I found. Yeah. Dude, do you remember? Do you remember that 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 level in Star Wars Battlefront Two in the single player campaign where you're on Felucia and the guy comes over the radio and he's like. He's like, Sarge, you gotta help me. There's these massive creatures, and you can hear the acclay in the background. Everybody, no, shooting. do you remember I don't that remember shit? That oh, okay, listen, I it's don't. a it's a small little side quest that's part of the Felucia campaign. It was really hard. I remember it being really really challenging to like fight these creatures, and like it's that's it's like awesome. a campaign level, and like during the Battle of Felucia. The clone trooper comes over and like they're being attacked by these things. You have to go fight them, but they're really o- overpowered in the single player. So you have to like stand really back to kill them because if they hit you, they're killing you in, like two hits. So oh, yeah, that. yeah, they're great horrifying. part of the campaign, Battlefront Two. When he grabs the like little spear from the Geonosian and, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and bites it in half is an absolute oh, so classic cool. moment. Twenty one years ago, yeah, there you go. No, yeah, twenty one years ago that movie, Jeez. those effects no don't, way. Like, don't say pretty that. good. Twenty one years ago, holy shit! Are you ago. serious? Oh yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones. Uh, oh my also, god, Wes, is this how you feel all the time? Yeah. <laughs> and so it begins. The circle is now complete. Nineteen ninety six was like four years ago to me, man. Oh, <laughs> my no. last, uh, my last ditch effort, last factoid about the Acclay, uh to get people to think that my team is the best is that it led to. <laughs> 
one of the hottest of hot Obi-Wan moments of all time when he when he flourishes the blade and stabs oh, yeah. down. Yeah. Despite the mullet, oh, no. despite the mullet, I mean, just wonderful, wonderful moment. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's a, a solid one. one. Yeah, the, the sound effects, too, of the Ackley is... Yeah, it's like that kind of screechy. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I love it's it. Good. Remember when he killed that guy, okay. the Genosian, like in the arena? And he's just like walking, and he like, and they knock him off, and he steps on. Oh him. yeah, and, and all the audience just cheers, impales like, it. Yeah, yeah. PG movie. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm not gonna do. Because now my gut says I should go for the Nexu, which is my other favorite thing in the arena i love the nexu um it's, it's a great kitty one, right but yeah. i also i already have the loth cat and i have the Voltex. so my, my, i mostly my like the nexu area. because it it, it 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 creates the padme crop top you know it <sighs> it did it's doing the lord's work really we, right. we owe a lot to the nexu is. thank you buddy right. um i'm gonna pick I'm teenage boys a utini deep cut uh actually and i'm gonna go with the molitor which is the, the, the Alderanian beast that is on the Dejeric Hollow Chest set. Um, why I chose this? If you've been with Utini for years, about five years ago, about we as many the years Utini as Utini RPG, <laughs> exactly. This is, I think our first year. Wow. We did the Utini RPG. We each played a character, and I was the pilot. <laughs> and I decided my pilot was from Alderaan. This looks like the skeleton of Gonzo. Ship. It is. This can't be what it is, right? <laughs> skeleton of Gonzo? Am I wrong? No, you're no? right. But it, it's, one a hell of a it's one of wow, the generic ones. Wow, that guys. is... It's listen, from Alderaan Mythology, and that's what we named our ship in our RPG game. The Molitor. We've been talking about, we've been talking about creating the Utini Iceberg meme this week. I want to make one. Like, have you guys seen the Iceberg memes yeah. you know I'm talking about where it shows, like, the different depths of, like, a joke or a fandom or something like that? The Molotar definitely needs to go on the Iceberg meme. <laughs> yeah, that's got to that be is... pretty freaking far down. That's, Maybe that's the very bottom, hat. actually. That's below this is yeah. my pool. Oh, it is, dude. Wet. It is. That's Less the very people bottom, saw it. That's But, yeah, right. the Molotar, the I had Molotar. to pick him. They came out with the Dejeric piece of the Galaxy's <clears> Edge. They are... Stupidly expensive. Like, I mean, right. I'm sure they're well made, but like, not enough for me to just because I just want the Molotor. So if anyone has an extra Molotor around, D- let me know. Guys, but happy to Eric. Pick did him. you guys? Did printed. you get one of the? I don't think I gave you one. I think I only made one for Matt. Do you guys remember Matt? He was on our team back in the day. Yeah, He's, yeah, he, yeah. he uh, yeah, he was the Dungeon the GM Master, of this yeah. of the yeah. yeah the the game we played. Um, you remember we ha- we were making magazines uh, back then, right? Yep. For the book boxes, right? Yeah. I do you remember that I commissioned the artist that made yes, the to make magazines? our crew? Yeah, to make our crew. I have that yep. picture somewhere. I don't know where it is. I, I think, think I have it saved, saved on my somewhere. laptop somewhere too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yep, we framed I it, everything. Yeah, we made it. The Molotar was in the background because it was. Go, uh, I'm gonna go look. For it was it. a YT twenty four hundred. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> Which hold on. Oh my god! Of course Does he has. He has a Lego of it probably. <laughs> no. Um, no, actually, uh, so Matt, uh, he left the team a couple of years ago just, just for – he got too busy. Uh, but before he did, he legitimately sent me this. Oh, yeah, I and remember it's, that. It's the YT2400 uh, Molitor model. So this has wow. uh, been on my shelf. It's super dusty right now. But this is uh, this is the Molitor. So there you go. That's wow, my final creature, my go. final pick, and a little Utini history lesson for That's everybody. Right. I found it. Deep I found the picture. Iceberg. Oh, you found it? I Holy found smokes. It. We have to share Put that. It. 
I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to our, put it in the. Trying to put it in the in Slack. Slack Give me a minute. Okay. Oh, you just have that. Oh, How do you have that. I just oh, searched RPG on my whole computer, and that's what popped up. Amazing. <laughs> How about that? All right. So the search function works. The search on your computer. It can. The file so is enormous. Folks, it is a very is, large file. Why is that JPEG 39 megabytes? That is enormous. Because <laughs> it, it was it was the uh, the is high quality. Is this why my computer is right. so slow? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the photo <laughs> of our RPG are crap, game. This one picture oh, is, is so slow. This goes way back. So yeah, this was our crew. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see this I see, was I see, the crew. I oh god, I forgot my guy's name. Mine was Samil. I remember that. My guy. Samil. I remember that. Man, that feels like a lifetime ago. It guys. really when does. was that? 2018? Is that when that was? 20, that was like 2019. 2019, I think. No, yeah. no, it was 2018. It was 2018. It was five years ago. I think it had to be 2018. Yeah, because I was in Seattle. It was five years ago. Wow. Oh, oh this, is pain- this is painful. All you AOL users know what this means. Oh, look yeah, at that. Look no. at that buffering. Wow. <laughs> wow. There's I cannot believe. That's me with my lightsaber I designed. We literally talk about that on the fly. Can we found that so fast, Charles? So you have Samil, and then yeah, mine's, Eric's- mine's the Duros Samil on the left with the massive yeah. blaster. Is that mine's your character pilot. next to him? Yeah, mine's the pilot there, yeah. and he's and he, yeah, I built a lightsaber because I found out I was force sensitive <laughs> during the campaign. That's right, right. That's right. I think this was my character in the middle. I have no idea what his name was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I no idea. Nothing about him, but I remember nothing about this whatsoever. The Gruda was like Heather's, God. right? Yeah, Heather was the yep, Gruda. That's what this then, we like. And who's the other Gruda? Right. Who's yeah, the, yeah. Who's the, who's the other one? Uh oh, who? Who else played with us? I'm oh blanking. My God, I'm getting all somebody of else. It. Somebody else played with us. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, though. I'm blanking now too. Wow, I feel bad. Was someone the droid? Oh my god! What's the droid over? Like no, the, the droid. He was just our buddy. Oh. We just had he one. He just with came us. with the ship. Uh, this was all a right, great anyway, art piece, though. This was a all great right. time, though. Yeah. Wow. That that was wild. That was a long time ago, guys. There you go. A little trip down memory lane. Big trip down memory lane, man. I can't believe that. That's a long time ago. The Molotar, man. That was a Molotar. great. That was a great. Uh, that was a great spinoff, Eric. Nice job. Thank you, man. Thank nice you, gents. One. Nice one. Beat that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty tough to beat. Um, I'm torn between a couple, um, but I want to debate with y'all about my last pick Uh-oh. here. Okay. Oh god. Even though no it's a sentient it. species. Oh god. Okay. Even though it's a sentient species, we've <clears throat> only seen one. In all of Star Wars that I know of, and it's it Yoda. is the Bindu. Oh no! Come on, he's, he's no. the Bindu he is a basic. giant creature. He's literally like a Yoda. <laughs> you can't use the Bindu. That's, that's no. Not, okay, that's why not? not? That's nobody's ever seen. In- <laughs> Wes is like talks. a trophy hunter. Being like, listen, Wes. I know that it kind of talks, on. but Come I can on. hunt it. Uh, we, right? We taught it to speak. Listen, parrots are creatures, and parrots can speak no. English. Listen, no, the Bendu is smarter than any point. other humanoid Guys, on that planet. Raises a fair point. Parrots can't <laughs> no. talk. <laughs> no, <laughs> Bendu. Three immediate no's, Wes. <laughs> Try again. Listen, the Bindu definitely carries a wallet, Wes. All right, like <laughs> on a little wallet chain and everything. That's right. I don't think the Bindu can move. He literally. I think it just stuck there. Well, no. the Sarlite can't move. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're just like no. Absolutely right, not. Fine. I vote no. Charles, um, do you vote no? Also, I vote no. I'm sorry, Wes. Yeah. Wes. Okay, fine. Suck it, Wes. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll just pick the. I'll pick the clear winner. And it's going to be the leveler. 
Oh, okay, man. That's, that's, that's a good choice. That's, that's, a, that's good choice. a great. Okay, that's all right. So, I pick the <laughs> most brutal beast in the High Republic that turns you to gray, dusty ass. Maybe ever, frankly, and in Star Wars. Yeah. It, and, yes. yes. <laughs> and allowed Markeon Row to hold that lightsaber in the, in the Eye of Darkness on that cover. Dang. So, all right. So, are they, yeah. are they yeah. invisible? The leveler? No. Is it no. invisible? I don't think they're invisible. No, they're no. fast. They're fast, like the flash. They, fast. They lurk in the darkness. Yeah, they, they lurk, but they are they are corporeal. They can be seen. Okay, corporeal. That's an impressive. Like Is that this. your word of day calendar? <laughs> Jesus. That's it. Oh, you think I have a word of it? I, I talk. I talk way more goodly if I had a word of the day calendar. <laughs> goodly. <laughs> corporeal. I mean, my God, it's corporeal. I've never used that word in my life. Yeah. 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 I write our but reviews, get- Corey. <laughs> <laughs> If hopefully we'll get some more details on like how the levelers are controlled, or if they 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 cannot be controlled without having those That's you true. know having the, the little purple rod, the <laughs> yeah the <laughs> stick, the stick the of rod. greatness and the stick the talking of, stick of justice. The talking the talking <laughs> stick allows you to control the leveler. <laughs> okay. By the way, I went back yeah. to, to continue right. our spinoff. I went back and found the Utini plays video and to see who the hell it was. It was Devin Bratcher. Mm-hmm. Who it was? Oh, Devin was on our team. God, you guys remember yes. Devin? Long time wow. ago. I actually, yeah, wow. I actually stayed with Devin in Kansas City when I was in medical school. I went to a convention. I stayed with him and his and his fiance at the time. And I still have his number on my phone. I texted him. I think two years ago or something, and just checked in. Wow. And, Said hello and stuff, but Zanmar was his name. Was his character's name on the far right? Uh, Charles's was Samil Mulos, I think. Yeah, Uh, I was Karth Tarvin. Was my middle? Yep. Yep. Oh God. Yep. That remains. Yep. Uh, Heather was Kosh Larie. Kosh. And your and your character was Desmond Saris. Desmond. That's right. Because Saris, one of the Alderanian houses. Listen, we as a we as I think this was was originally a Patreon. It was like a goal at one point. We should like for fun, like go listen to the old RPG podcast and then finish it with bring back the crew (coughs) and finish it. I get I get an occasional email, not very often, but an occasional. I've probably I probably in the last like five years I've probably gotten a dozen or so emails of people being like, "What happened to Utini plays RPG? Why didn't you guys finish the campaign? It just stops right at the end." Oh, and we man. had I don't remember what happened. We had like a technical problem or something. I would a thousand yeah. percent do that for Patreon. Yeah, we'll do it for Patreon. Seriously. We'll figure it out. But we have to bring too. back the actual 3D. Game table with the Absolutely dice. Oh my all god! <laughs> Absolutely oh not. Oh my god! Do you remember that, dude? That was crazy. That was hey, that's why I never worked. I actually tuned in to watch y'all. It. No, you didn't. I tuned, I tuned in to watch you guys for like ten minutes, and I was like, "What in the hell?" What? No, you didn't. I cannot believe that. I did. I did. Wow, that was. And then I turned it off because I didn't know what the Neither hell was going on. That was that was, <laughs> that was a significant time before you were on the team. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Four years ago, it says. Was it the same as Utini plays? I know y'all are playing an RPG game. If y'all played multiple RPGs, then could have been something else. No, that Four was years the ago. one that we says. Did. Yeah, that's impressive. All right, all, all right. right, finish Level it up. Great. Finish up. Corey, Last bring us one. home. All right, I'm going to bring us home to continue with my sort of uh, violent and scary team that I'm going for, uh, and I'm going to go with the Rothtar. Rathtar, nice. you're picking Rathtars. Nice. Yeah, the Rathtars. Rathtar, <laughs> nice. Rathtar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. Um, that was a great, a great creature, and uh, and Force Awakens. 
It was great. Uh, tell me you're hauling. Don't tell me you're hauling Rothdars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was really great. That was great scary. Design. Good design. Great scene. Of this thing. Really great scene. I love that he <laughs> latches on to the Millennium Falcon, like on the... Oh, my God. And they, like, hyperspace the goes through it. just does it. the sucking. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Yeah. yeah and was we now know they did not kill Buryaga. Why was we, Han we now know that. Roth? Why was he hauling Rathdars? I don't remember. It was for money. money. They're very dangerous. Yeah, 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 of course for money. But it was explained like it was explained in, in the book, I think. Uh, either the Force Awakens novelization or in something else. Gosh, I, I don't remember explained. that. You know, it like a they were creatures for like a royalty of some planet or something. They wanted them. Does that ring a bell? Uh, not for me, but up. I didn't read the Force Awakens novelization, so I can't help but notice how many of these creatures either, are so. actually just a bunch of teeth in a circular mouth and then tentacles. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's that's like kind of the vibe. Of the strap. <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing. It's just teeth and tentacles. And Roth- if they're with West, West, they're a little wet. Is it Rathtars or Rothtars? <laughs> it's Rathtars. Rathtars. <clears throat> and they roll. Yeah. That's how they get around. They don't just slither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, it says, 30 years after the Battle of Endor, Han Solo transported three Rathtars aboard his B- Baleen-class heavy freighter, the Aravana. I've never heard that, by the way. The ship was called nope. the Aravana. Do you guys know that? Nope. Though getting the creatures aboard cost Solo most of his crew. <laughs> to have That's a bigger terrible. crew. Solo was yep. transporting the creatures to a collector, King Prana, who said he was in competition with the regent of the Molej system. Okay, that actually sounds a little... Prana sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is in something. I don't know what this... I don't know how I know this. I don't think I read The Force Awakens yeah. either. There's a quote. Like, or there's a... Uh, there's Why a, are you on Roger? I'm there's taking a, him to King Prana. Or so. Yeah. It's, it says The Force Awakens novelization is where it's mentioned. So <coughs> I have no idea how the hell I know that, but that was in my brain, apparently. It was hauling it for royalty. There you go. Maybe I did read that. I don't think I did, but maybe I did. Anyway. There we go. <laughs> Rathars. Rathars. Final one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good choice. Very solid. All right. So let's okay. let's go through now. Let's re- remember, as we end here, what do we all pick? And then let's just decide amongst ourselves who we think had the best crew. You can't, you can't, can't com- vote for yourself. <clears throat> you can't vote for vote yourself. For um, Charles, no. <laughs> who would you have? Uh, okay. Let's see if I remember. I started with Sando Aqua Monster, MVP. Uh, then I went to Porgs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Then yep. I went to uh, Wampa, then mm-hmm. Dianoga, and oh, then Wampa. finally wrapped it up with the Acklay. Very well done. Uh, I started with the Lothcat, went to the Tauntaun, took a vast detour with the Suma Verminoff, then did the Vulptex and the Maltor. I had the Zillow Beast. Boar Gullet, the Pergill, the Geonosian Brainworm, and the it Leveler. Just gets grosser and grosser. All of your things attacked people except the Pergill, who just want to like get places. <laughs> sort of, need, they just want I a need something to transfer yeah. those things to, so they can Beings get at of people. Destruction and death. <laughs> all right, Corey. okay. I had. What was my first one? It's all in ClickUp. Great Dragon. Great Dragon. Oh, you put yep. it in ClickUp. Okay, hold on. Let me go back to that. Uh, there we go. All right, so I had the Cray Dragon. I didn't think that was my first one, but I guess it was. I had mm-hmm. the Cray Dragon. I had the Sarlacc, mm-hmm. the Rancor, the Mudhorn, and Rothtar. All right. Solid. 
Uh, let's know in the chat who you think had the best one. Charles, other than you, because obviously we all think we did the best because we're vain. Uh, Charles, who do you think had the best team? Um, all right. As much as it pains me to say this, I am going to vote Eric mostly for the deep cut of the Molotar that brought us down memory lane because that was yeah, fun. That was, that was fun and memorable. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go... Gosh. You know, as much crap as I gave him, I think I got to go west with this one because I'm so <laughs> distraught by them. But they're so evocative that I'm like, you, you, you really had a good, solid <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, no one knows what <laughs> it means. I know. Not I know. Normal. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wes, who do you think? Um, Based off of power alone. I am going to go with Corey, and with Kray Dragon, Sarlacc, Rancor, mm-hmm. Rathchar. I mean, those are some diabolical, yeah, solid. mean, dastardly creatures that he picked. And they're all pretty frightening. So that was that. he had a solid, solid the a string of original trilogy and then followed up with um, sequel trilogy. So I like it. Yes. Uh, I'm going to. Tell you who Only because I can't vote for myself. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna tell you who I liked, and then I want to then I want to ask an important question. All right, so excellent. Um, I think I'm also gonna go with Wes because you chose weird and gross and creepy stuff. Oh, right. You okay. did. Brainworm, bro. My follow up. <laughs> well done, yeah, Wes. Yeah, I know for sure, Wes. Seriously. All right, so follow up <laughs> question. Tell me what your picks say about you. Why did you choose? These, why did you choose these creatures? Because like. We all like creatures in Star Wars, but like mm. everybody has a not really a theme, but there is like in a sort of an emotional response. I feel like to the creatures that everybody chose. Like, like mm-hmm. I think I chose mine for looking at them. I think I feel nostalgia. I think more than anything, mm. which I think is what I value most about Star Wars, just in general, is the nostalgia sort mm-hmm. of factor. What about you guys? I like that. Mine's comfort, easy. Like comfort, so interesting. Lothcat is like just it's a cat, and Vulptex are very clearly like. Comfort, cozy animals. Uh-huh. The Tauntaun was my, like, cozy animals kid. The Molitor brings me back to those, like, comfy, happy memories of doing the show and all that stuff. And in the Summa Verminoth, Solo is, like, my comfort watch. I think that is just when, like, my happiest. Like, I think that's the most rewatchable one for me. So mine are all just I value my comfort and I just kind of value my, my general happiness and ease with all these guys. Yeah. Wes, what do you value with your sick and twisted choices? <laughs> yeah, what you, how many people do you want to kill, Wes? What? I mean, mine, and this is probably pretty on brand for a lot of other things that we do on this show. Like, for me, I like to look, pick stuff that's out of the norm. Yeah, that's true. That it's disgusting and out of the norm that you don't really think of when you first think of, say, creatures. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And, wow, brainwave. why did you think never, of that yeah. to begin with? Yeah, Team the why in the Jedi <laughs> Team, draft. All time. Exactly. All time. Exactly. The wisdom of that draft, I should have won. The fingernails. The fingernails. Yes, the, I like to I like to get the almost like not really like a shock factor but like the okay I, I see why you got their pick and they're like why what is why? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> yep. you, Charles why'd you pick yours um, probably what some you probably see? some mix between you guys but yeah I mean I'm a prequel baby right was I was I the only mm-hmm. one that chose monsters or creatures out of the actual prequel films yeah 
Do you guys have any? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I yep. also you you Wars, but you interestingly have creatures from all three trilogies as well. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. I'm well rounded. What what can I say? You that's know? good. Yeah. No, but but the prequel that. the prequel uh, creatures I think stuck out to me. I knew I had to go one of the arena ones, and of course I chose the one that went one v one with Obi Wan. And uh, yep, and, yep. and send an Aqua Monster. I I still love the Phantom Menace. Gosh darn it, I still love it. Absolutely, it's good. It's classic. That was a fun watch party too. I think it was one of the most fun I think we've had watching. I agree. That was a great time. Oh, yeah, films together. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, some excellent choices, guys. And it, again, going down memory lane, not only of things that we've done, but again, like the creatures in Star Wars are just such a key part of the saga. Like Star Wars creature design, I is seriously unparalleled in fictional universes it's so fun it's so fascinating and every era has its own individual ones that we love um if you're watching this later let us know some of your favorite creatures in the comments and why you love them uh we hope you enjoyed this kind of manic craziness i'm glad to bring this back um and it doesn't make me want to go watch some of these again i think think is the whole point um but to all you are watching and listening thank you so much for doing so because my friends that is gonna do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. And a special thank you to Brian Julie, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W., Michael Fry, and Raymond Buzenski on our Jedi High Council. And James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson, at Corey M. Helton, at C. Hankel, at Boss West, and at Living Force Pod. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the Force will be with you, always.